and welcome to the One Degree Shift podcast. I'm your host, Eric Termundi, and I'm excited to introduce you to the wonderful guests I've got on season two and the little things they're doing to create a more intentional future for themselves, for their teams, and for the communities around them. I hope you enjoy. Lisa Martin, thank you so much for joining the One Degree Shift podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm awesome. And thank you so much for, for your time today. Now, as, as my listeners will know, I, I don't like to read the biographies as impressive as they are uh, of my guests. So I'm wondering if you could give us a little bit of an introduction as to who you are, what's important to you, and perhaps what's exciting you most about the work you're doing right now. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Well, my name is Lisa Martin, and I work in the world of leadership development. But what excites me most right now, and I'm, I'm glad you asked the question, is really my why or, or my purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's focusing on helping women of all identities and intersections achieve the power and the position that they desire. So I'm very excited about supporting women in that regard right now. Very cool. And what a perfect place to dive into our conversation. You know, one of the things that I've learned from both podcasting and speaking over the better part of the last decade mm -hmm. is that often the English language, I'm not going to say is confusing, but it can have a series of nuances and different meanings. I find that on this stage, often what I say, what I mean, and what is heard can be three different things. So I, mm -hmm. I want to really hone in on the words power and mm -hmm. position. Mm -hmm. What does power mean to you? Uh, and what mm -hmm. does position mean to you? Perhaps it might just be uh, a title or a, a place mm -hmm. within an organization, but I suspect there's a deeper meaning to power, both power and position. Can you share with me mm -hmm. what those two words mean and, and, and how they became such an integral part of, of what you're focusing on? Thank you for asking that. Power to me really is rooted in freedom and freedom mm. of choice to have the power to choose what you want to do with your life and your career and your family and your play, your free time, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And position relates to your career more so in the sense of what is that ideal position for you in your career, regardless of what society might say means to be at the top or at the side, where is it that you most desire in terms of your position in, in your career. And often what I find, Eric, is that that can change with age and stage in your mm -hmm. life. So tell me about the work then that's required as we get older in different stages of our lives. I mean, perhaps we have more freedom, arguably less uh, freedom or power if we, if we want to, to look at it that way. What's the work that we have to do as we get older to find both power and, and, and revised or updated position? Well, I, I think it's the same work that we have to do no matter where we are in, mm -hmm. in, in our life, whether we're at the beginning of our career, middle of our career, you know, towards the, the end of our career. And that is to be reflective enough. And, and that sounds easy, but it, it, it is not always the case to ask yourself some important questions as you go along and, and seeing if you're in alignment. So, for example, what I mean is, is what you're doing every day 
the actions that you're taking every day in alignment with what you truly desire. And if they're out of alignment, then you need to have a, a recheck and look at maybe you need to be doing something a little bit differently. And what often the challenges in, in my work as an executive coach is that we're running so quickly all of the time that we're not taking that pause to actually mm -hmm. question, am mm -hmm. I on the right path or, you know, what path am I actually on right now? Because yeah. I'm going so fast. This, you know, the, the, the signposts are going by so quickly, mm -hmm. I'm not even reading them anymore, if you would go with that metaphor. Okay, then what's the relationship between passion, purpose, and alignment? Mm, you know, passion, and, and, and maybe I'll give you some context, also yeah. a little bit of time to think of an answer while I sort of uh, ramble on a little bit further. <laughs> I don't want to get quoted on, on, on hokey statistics, but I did see a number that suggests that regardless of how passionate we are about the work that we're doing, about 30% of the work that we do is not work that we enjoy. So, you mm. know, I might love to be a public speaker. It turns out mm -hmm. the majority of my job is not speaking on stage. It's writing emails, figuring out contracts, negotiating different opportunities, flying perhaps to the gigs, uh, uh, and, yep. and everything else that comes with it. Yeah, Yet getting on I, the stage is where you're spending your time. <laughs> sure. Well, I would like to be spending more of it there and less of it everywhere else, but yeah. I still believe that I'm passionate about the job, which mm -hmm. is, is true. I, I believe mm -hmm. that my purpose or calling is in here in one way, shape, or form. And I believe that I'm aligned with what I'm he here to serve. Now, that doesn't mean it's always going to be frictionless. It doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. Mm -hmm. And truthfully, there might be times where I'm thinking, oh, this just isn't worth it. You know, mm -hmm. everything else that I don't want to do. And so when I ask you the relationship between passion, purpose, and alignment, mm -hmm. this doesn't suggest that if we're aligned with our career, it's always going to be easy and fun and frictionless, right? Or, or, or does it? And that's perhaps <laughs> what I want to understand. I don't think so. I mean, I, yeah. think you're, I think you're right. That wouldn't be, you know, that wouldn't be true. You know, that every day is um, sunshine and, mm -hmm. and roses. That's not, that's not life. I think what we're talking about is in your core self and, and where you're spending your core amount of time, that it's in alignment with what you believe is your purpose and what you see as, as your values. And when you understand that, you can look at where you're at. And then sometimes it's just small tweaks mm -hmm. to recalibrate, to bring more of that positive side that you're seeking into your, in your day, into your day to day existence. I think for women, you know, when we're taught, when I'm talking about the idea of power and position that you desire is to really be looking at where are you in your workplace and, you know, are you getting to the place that you want to be? Are you clear on what your career vision is and the steps that you're going to take to get there? But the, the challenge is, you know, there's you uh, in the workplace, Eric, but there's also your direct leader. And mm -hmm. we know from the research that we've done for uh, our program called Promote Her that one of the most uh, powerful uh, relationships and dynamics in the workplace is between the uh, female employee and her direct leader. Because as you know, the direct leader is really the gatekeeper of a lot of information and opportunities related to promotion. So if you as a woman are looking for that next mm -hmm. position, you've really got to maximize that relationship with your direct leader. And, and to come back to your word about alignment, which I mm -hmm. love because it's a very powerful word, is, is how aligned are you with your direct leader? And are you aligned in the sense of your readiness for promotion? So we've done a lot of research and we found out a lot of interesting information mm -hmm. about how to maximize that relationship.
Can you share a little bit about what that research suggests? How do we well, maximize yeah. that relationship? Yeah, well, what's interesting is my partner, Jennifer Dean, and I were, were sitting down, I think it was at our kitchen table sometime in, 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 in late, uh, well, mid-2019. Mm-hmm. And we're super frustrated by the fact that there's just not enough women at the top and balancing out leadership tables with women. And we all know business-wise why this is great. We mm-hmm. know that you know organizations that have more gender balance they perform 26 to 66% better than organizations that do not. So the business case is there. We know that. But we're, we're still frustrated because if we look at uh, closing the gender gap, we know that it's going to take upwards of 257 years at our current pace. So mm-hmm. we got really upset about that, if I can mm-hmm. be frank with you. Mm-hmm. And we said, well, what can we do? You know, as, as executive coaches that have worked a lot with women, you know, we had a sense of what was uh, getting in their way, you know, what was decelerating their promotions and also what was accelerating but it really put us on a quest to find out, you know, how could we really support this? I mean, there's so many initiatives that are out there to support women in the workplace. And yet, you know, hiring retention and advancement is still problematic. So we sat back and said, hmm, what could have the greatest impact on increasing female representation at senior levels in the workplace? And what came back to us was find a way to fast track female promotability. It's as simple as that, just taking Mm -hmm. that one small piece and really looking at that. So when we looked at that, we said, well, what might be the conditions that are accelerating or deaccelerating? And what we found out was that that relationship was really important. And there's three key decelerators in that relationship. So do you want to hear what those decelerators are? Absolutely do. That's what we're here for. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So the first one is under prediction. So what the research uh, tells us is that women have a tendency to under predict their performance Mm -hmm. to their own detriment. So that's decelerator number one. Decelerator number two is receiving lack of specific feedback from their direct leader. And further in this research study, and you can read about this in an article in HBR about it, they discovered something called protective hesitation. And what this means is this is a tendency, not of all male managers, but of some male managers to give tough feedback to females for fear that they might become emotional about it. And then the third decelerator is really transparency. So lack of transparency for career advancing opportunities for women like stretch assignments, cross-functional assignments, those sorts of things. So when we look at those decelerators, we said, hmm, how can we work towards changing things for women, knowing that these decelerators exist? And so that really set us on the path to create this promote her program with this key relationship, the employee to direct leader relationship at the center of it. Very cool. And congratulations on on the work that you've done. This sounds like uh, an incredible body of research. What can the individual do to help that relationship with the superior? It sounds Mm. like an education problem too, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good question. One of the first things that you can do and and what we decided would be most helpful, Eric, is to actually create an, an, an assessment based on what we call promotability primers and promotability competencies. And actually, this is a different kind of assessment, Eric, because it's not your traditional 360 assessment. It's a dual rater assessment. So the only people in the assessment are the female and her direct leader. Mm -hmm. And they actually run through these 10 primers and five competencies and measure each other 
on those. And from there, we're able to see how women are doing with their, what we call their PQ, their promotability quotient, mm -hmm. and how big of a promotability gap is between them and their direct leader. And once they have that information, what that does is gives them a structure to have conversations around to see how they can get in, in better alignment. And it's absolutely fascinating, some of the data that we're seeing come out of those assessments, but more importantly, how we're seeing uh, that gap between the female and her direct leader close. And that makes all the difference from a promotability perspective. I would imagine, especially for those leaders who haven't acquired the skills to be as effective as they could possibly be, fear in an assessment like this, you know, mm. this, I would imagine re requires vulnerability that perhaps some have never expressed. I mean, to be able to be put, I'm not going to say be put on the spot, but be able mm. to have an open conversation like this mm. about something that's so important to somebody that likely is stemming from a holding back, a holding down, whether it's intentional or not. Um, mm -hmm. I think it re requires a, a, a big leap. What would you mm -hmm. say to leaders who maybe deep down feel that they're doing some of the things that you've suggested too? They don't know that mm -hmm. to be true. They haven't put their thumb on it. There's no assessment that's told them that that's the case, yeah. but you know, they might be a little bit afraid of what this assessment might show. Well, you asked me earlier to define power and I said freedom. I would say in this case uh, is knowledge. You know, there's, there's the power and the knowledge of understanding mm -hmm. this. And then the more you know, the better you can deal with it. And yeah, you're right. There is a sense of vulnerability. But I truly believe that, that all leaders that are leading other people want to be the best that they can and want to do the best by their people. Mm -hmm. And so the more information you have, the more knowledge you have about how you're showing up and how you're perceived, that's going to help you help them. Okay. Well, I mean, look, time flies when you're having fun on the One Degree yeah. Shift podcast. And so that that really is the indication that we are running out of time, but that doesn't mean that we don't have time for one more question. The question then would be, what would you say to, to individuals who are looking to take this step, who are looking to be promoted, who feel that they've got the skills, the requirements, the experience, that they're they're ready but they're, they're hitting that brick wall, you know, that, that they're, they're not able to break through the, the glass ceiling, whatever metaphorical term or phrase that we want to use in, that prevents us from getting to next. Mm. What are the steps that we can take either to work with our uh, superior more effectively, uh, to maybe get on the radar, get the attention of somebody else, or just to get that promotion that perhaps we deserve? Well, that's a, you've asked many things in one question. Okay. There, so I'm, gonna, I'm going to, to try and narrow that down to, uh, to this one, which is, you know, how, how, is, how can you best get a promotion? How can you best get to that position that you want? Mm -hmm. And the very simple answer is to ask for it. Because mm -hmm. Eric, what we see a lot of the time is women aren't asking for that for that promotion. They feel that maybe they're not ready when they actually are. We have research behind that. But if you, well, we also have other research that suggests if you ask for a raise or a promotion, whether you're male or female, you have a 59% uh, better chance, obviously, of getting it than if you didn't. And wow. so put your hand up and ask for that promotion. Most likely you've done everything you needed to do to get it, you mm -hmm. and then make your case. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, correct? That's exactly right. That's I'm exactly right. I'm taking it back right. to Gretzky. Lisa, is there anything else you want to share with us today? 
I want to thank you, Eric, for being interested in, in the topic and taking the time to explore it with me. I really, I really do appreciate it because I, I have to say that, you know, personally, I and my partner, Jen, we're, we're on a mission. Anything we can do to support uh, organizations to accelerate gender balanced leadership, we're there. So there is something that, that we can tell people about that they can grab. We have... Please something called the Promote Her Playbook. Mm -hmm. And this is a research report that really puts together uh, all the information that we've discovered about female promotability. It also gives the data on our promoter beta, what happened where we saw our promotability gap reduced by 50% for all of our participants. Mm -hmm. And we saw 23% of our participants get a raise and a promotion. So people can grab that. It's got all kinds mm -hmm. of information in there. And you can get it at Promote Her now.com and you can okay. uh, grab it at that url awesome and to connect with you is there a best way to do that yeah the best way to do that would be to send me an email at lisa at promotehernow.com fantastic lisa this has yeah. been an incredible conversation and i really appreciate your time today thank you very much 